the Last Second Shot podcast. Myself, Darren Clore. You might know me as the Pie Piper of women's basketball. Nigga, <laughs> yo, yo, are you R. Kelly now, man? Like Pie Piper? Man, what? <laughs> what? Man, cue the step of the music, step of the day, beloved instrumental. Enjoy it. Like, so about Pie <laughs> <laughs> Yo That's how we start the show right now <laughs> Oh man Oh man <laughs> Alright oh, That's a good laugh to start this show man. <laughs> It's myself <laughs> Derek Clore and my brother Eric Thomas And this is the last second shot podcast We bite In the studio overlooking Downtown Detroit Y'all know how it is. We about to get into it. Eric, what's up? How you doing, man? Man, I am good. I am good. I am good. Thank man, you. back hey. for another week. Hey. Yes, sir. Hey, and real quick, um, before we start the show on a personal note, um, I just want to thank all of our listeners who um, reached out to me over the past week. Um, in the past, and my grandfather, a lot of you all, reached out and offered condolences and extended kind words. Um, it meant a lot to me and my family. Uh, I really appreciate y'all for that. But, um, yeah, we bite, man. Let's get it. Yo, so we are we going to hop into are we going to hop into the in, 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 into the main topic or we going or we we got to warm it up for a swarm? We got to warm it up. Hold on, hold on. Whoa, 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 whoa. That might be too deep for the intro. That might be too deep for the intro. Let, let, let's talk about deep. a couple quick. Yeah, let's get into a couple quick hitters. You know, I, you know, I got I got a few quick hitters to get into. Hey, real quick, shout out to Midland Dow. Did we talk about this last show? Was this after last show? I believe it was. Mm-mm. No, we talked about it last show. No, we didn't. We, we didn't. Okay, shout out we to did. Midland Dow. They um. They split the series with, with Saginaw Heritage this year again. Um, although this year they went on the road and got that win. They avenged, they avenged the, the home loss and went on the road and got a tough win against Saginaw Heritage. Um, that, that's, that's a heck of a series. And it's turning into a heck of a rivalry. Um, you know, so quick, we're, we're, we're quick to call things rivalries these days. Um, just because of proximity, um, and I think I think I I think I even had this conversation last year when you know I kind of made the argument where I, I kind of said you know as far as girls basketball, Southfield High and Southfield Lathrop weren't rivals because you know just because they're in the same city it doesn't make them rivals. But um, what you see now between Saginaw Heritage and Midland Dow. Is a rivalry. That is a back and forth. You know, it's never going to be a blowout. We're going to keep throwing haymakers type of matchup. No, never. Never that. It's always, always seems to be a close game. You know, a bunch of jabs, jabs, jabs. And then whoever throws that first heavy right hand punch is usually the one who ends up winning. And, you know, this recent time, it, 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 it was Midland Dow, you know, 
uh, Wasco with two clutch free throws to seal the deal. Shout out to you know Jeff McKinney the deal, but um, <laughs> she, <laughs> she sealed it. You know, and what a way to win! What a way to win! I mean, on a road, you're expected to lose, and you're going against the number one, the recently crowned number one team. They had, Heritage was just recently touted as the number one team in the state by the Associated Press. Like you know, it, I, it, it almost felt like it almost felt like um, the wit a few years, a couple years ago I, when they I was, got I was ranked number one. I was just gonna say this. I was just gonna say it, and I, I'm I'm not one of those. Um, oh, why did the word just escape me? But I'm oh, I'm not one of those superstitious people. But just following patterns. You can keep that number one AP <laughs> ranking, <laughs> right? Look, it it seems like every time somebody gets ranked number one in the in the AP poll, down goes Frazier. Down goes mm-hmm. Frazier. It's, it's been like that for the last few years. Um, that's wild. Yeah, I mean, like um, even you look at you look at this season. You look at Heritage, um, just. You know, just, just recently, as we're talking about it, they were ranked number one. And then the next game they play against Dow, they lose. And then you look at, you know, Depsel, who was recently crowned number one in Class C, you know, a, a couple weeks back. You know, that weekend they lose the King. Like, I mean, it, it's not just a pattern. It's just a Yeah, and you know, like like we always say, it's not just you know, it's not some random, um, you know, it's not a random pattern. It it happens consistently, is what, what my brother Eric was saying. So you have to look at a few things here. Um, and like I said, I'm not one of those superstitious people, and obviously you're always aiming to be number one. But you know, just from my point of view, um, <laughs> you can go ahead and, and keep that um, number one ranking. Um, and like I said, you're definitely aiming to be number one but man that's that's a scary that's a scary stat I mean in you know the only number one team that I can think of that started the year number one and ended number one um well they didn't even start number one they started number two was Marion but once they got to number one they never fell off um so you know that that but in, right. in other I mean, news, yeah. Oh yeah, let's get yeah, let's get into this. And um, in other news, um, KLAA tournament has popped off. Um, as well as we're gonna have the PSL championship that me and Eric will be in the building for. Y'all got us both in the same gym. How, how y'all gonna act? It's <laughs> <laughs> gonna be gonna double act? the love. That's it. Uh, straight up to my face. Nah. <laughs> uh, but you know, that's that's definitely um something to look forward to. We have Mumford, um who beat out um who beat out East English Village Prep, so that kinda you know, put a staple in, in our plans. But I mean we pr- basically predicted everything else right. Except Mumford beating East English Village 
great win by Mumford. Um, like I said, when you play as hard as them, you know, you're going to get wins. You're going to get wins, and, and good things are going to happen. Um, so, you know, they meet the reigning uh, PSL champions and in, in the Martin Luther King Crusaders. Um, let, let's talk about that matchup, man. I mean, King. Both teams play really hard. Play like to play a fast-paced type of uh, game. King gives more uh, a jump shooting team than Mumford. Mumford really looks to penetrate and uh, get layups and and dump that you know and drop offs to their uh, to their bigs. Whereas King is penetrating kick. So same pace, just di- you know, just different uh, different results. When you know, in, in, you know, at the end of it, but. Mumford plays hard enough to stay with King. I don't know um, experience-wise or, uh, you know, a little bit, not to say that Mumford isn't skilled, but, you know, just to say that King is just that much, just a little bit better. So, I, I, I you know, we both predicted King would win it no matter who was in front of him. So, you know, it, it, it doesn't change how, we, how I feel right now, you know. Definitely. And so – Can I change my pick? Oh, 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 oh. We having a change? We having a change of heart? No, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, um, but I, I'm now, it is, it is a different outlook, though, when you look at because originally we, we, I picked East English Village to be in the championship. Um, and so now, you know, outlook on what the PSL championship will be with Mumford going against King is very different. Um, I know, you know, you all are like, what difference does it make? Well, the difference is I felt like East English, you know, had a great chance to beat Mumford because of, of their matchup. But I also felt like the reasons why they could beat Mumford are the same reasons they would lose to King. Now, Mumford, as I kept telling you all, it would have been a tough matchup for East English, and they were. Their their matchup produced, presents a different set of circumstances for King. So, you know, King is going to get the ball up. They're going to get a lot of shots up. They're going to, you know, they're going to get out and run. Um, they don't start they don't start their post presence. Okay. Mumford has a real post presence. They have guards who are looking to penetrate and they play hard. One you know, one through the end of their bench, they play very hard. So can this be tough for King is is the question that a lot of people have. Because uh, I think a lot of people have written in King to win, which that's dangerous. I, I'll tell you. I'll tell you that much. That's dangerous to just write King in. Um, Mumford is comfortable being the underdog. Mumford, in recent years, where I think, you know, and, and this isn't a knock to the old Mumford players, but in recent years where they've been less talented, have went toe to toe with teams that were just as talented, if not more talented than this current King team. The difference is going to be. Is King gonna make their shots? That you know, that's obviously. Oh my God, that's a that's an expert analysis, Darren. <laughs> but 
But, <laughs> no, I mean, it, it, it's true because you have to look. Is King going to out-rebound Mumford? I think that's highly unlikely. Me personally, I, I think that's, that's unlikely. I don't think that, that's going to happen. Can King outshoot Mumford? Yes. It, that's very likely to happen as well. Um, but how does King play with the lead as well? We've seen a few blown leads from King this year. And, I mean, you know, that's a little bit surprising because, you know, they have battle-tested kids on their team in Tedford and, and Norman, um, even Lewis. Um, they've had kids who've been there, but you've seen them get a little reckless with their leads this year. Mumford doesn't stop. They don't stop until the last until the last buzzer goes off. With all of that being said, I am going to take King by eight. Oh, so you're sticking with it? I'm I'm gonna stick with King. You sticking? Okay. Yes. Sir. Okay. By how much though? I said by eight. By eight. Yes. Okay. I, I got my King. prediction. I got is, King. Hmm. No, nah, I was just gonna say my prediction of how the game goes. I think King jumps out early. I think Mumford keeps fighting. They, you know, they keep it respectable. Um, but I think the the early lead that King is gonna try to build up that they will build up will be too much. Okay, I got King. I got King by about. Uh, I was you only one point off of why I, I had King by nine, you know, the same same deal, you know. King's gonna jump out early, really get after him, and you know Mumford Mumford's gonna make a couple punches back in it, but it'll be just too much. King would prove to be too much. Yeah, yeah. Now, now the skill, the skill and talent that goes deep onto King's bench, like some players that don't they don't get a lot of clock are really good for King. Um, and the depth of Mumford, that like that, like I said, that's going to be where it hurts them the most. But I'm not writing out a Mumford like Mumford shocking the world because they've been close to beating some powerhouses over the last few years. And I do, and I have to recognize that they're due for one of those wins. You, you, don't, you know what I'm saying? You don't load up your schedule like that. When you're just a regular neighborhood school, you know, just, you know, basically getting what comes to you and play teams that tight and not, you're, they're definitely do one of those big wins. It's, it's coming somewhere. No, for sure. Oh, for sure. And, you know, Saturday may be the day. We don't think it will be, but I wouldn't be totally surprised. If Saturday just so happens to be the day that Muffer gets that signature win, yeah, it, it like I said, I, they're due. They're definitely due one of those wins because they they play, um, you know, they they play hard. You know, they they do things the right way. No scandals or anything. Um, you know, real genuine, good people, good kids. So I just think King right now is, is too much for them. They're maybe like a year, two years away away from, from getting that type of uh, championship or, or win, I believe. Yeah, I, 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 I'm on the same accord with you. 
So, you know, that, man, you got to be in the building. You got to be in the building. If you see us out, you know, at Callahan Hall, it's going to be packed because, uh, well, we have King versus um, the boys. Is King versus Cash? Yep. King versus Cash, you already know that's going to bring out basically the whole city. Um, on top of, you know, the girls, they're going to, you know, be – Mumper always has a good crowd come out. Um, you know, King is already going to be there for their boys, so they're they going to be there for their girls too. Um, and interesting, interesting enough, um, there hasn't been a year, and like, I want to say it's been like 25 years since King – um, girls and boys have won the PSL championship in the same year. And it's never happened in football in boys and girls basketball in the same year. Um, so, of course, King didn't win it this year in football, but, you know, that's an interesting stat to keep your uh, eyes on. Yeah. I mean, the last time they both won, both boys and girls won it was 2012. So it's been a few years since it happened. Now they had a, a chance to make that happen again. Definitely. And so, you know, moving on to some more postseason tournaments. Um, we are in the KLAA tournament. Um, it started off on uh, Tuesday, on Valentine's Day, yesterday. Um, and, and you saw uh, Canton squeak it out versus South Lion East. Well, I don't say squeak it out. They, they won by seven. Um uh, Plymouth, uh, they failed to know by uh, final score of 40 to 28. Um, and then if you look at Northville, they beat uh, Ch- Lavonia Churchill, uh, scored a 54 to 28. And then, um, and then Wayne Memorial, uh, wins against Lavonia Stevenson, uh, 70 to 26. So, you know, that's the Kensington, that's the Kensington side, though. Um, if you look at the lake side, which is really interesting, because um, you have Howe, who um, has been written in as one of the better teams in the state, okay? Um, they they picked up a win against Waterford Mott, okay, uh, 43-36. Harlan wins against uh, Wall, uh, Wall Lake Northern, 58-33. Brighton beats Wall Lake Western, 41-35. And the number one seed, uh, Waterford Kettering, um, wins against Pink- Pinckney, uh, 42-36. So, you know, I haven't seen Howell play, okay? Um, but they've been, you know, they've been talked about highly by the media. Um, they've been top ten in the AP poll all year, haven't they? Yeah. Okay. Um so, I mean, that's interesting because, you know, the postseason play is where we get to see the teams we don't get to see a lot. So, upcoming on the 16th, which is tomorrow, we have Novi and Canton, Northville and Wayne Memorial. Whoa, 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 whoa. Whoa. I got it wrong. I want to be there. I won't be there, but I want to be there because last year, Last year, if you all don't remember what happened in overtime, you need to revisit the Camry Clegg mixtape and and realize that Northville wants revenge. 
I'm I'm sure of it. They haven't met Wayne Memorial since then. Overtime, about four or five seconds left. Cameron Clegg pushes the ball up court, snatch back behind the back. Ooh, ooh, where's famous Lowe's at? Where's famous Lowe's at when you need him? Snatch back, snatch back behind the back, pull for three. And that's all she wrote. That was a heck of a game last year. That's that's one of those games when I was making Camry Clegg's highlight reel, I, I was just watching it over and over again. You know, just getting the clips and I just kept on saying, She did what? But I'll tell you what, Northville is a great team. They almost made it to the Breslin last year. You know, they didn't let that KLAA loss affect them um, too badly. They're battle-tested. They want some more. It's going to be interesting to see. That That's going to – look, if you're in the area for the back game, go. Just go. <laughs> um, nobody can. That should be interesting. That that should be really interesting, to, in, in my opinion. Can Canton is is played really well. Um, you know they they end up getting that number one seed um, due to point differential um, or something like they were up more at halftime, right? It was a, they were dead tired mm. with Wayne Memorial, but I guess and since the point differential was the same, since they led by more at halftime, they end up getting the number one seed. They go against a good nobody team. Ellie McKay is. How would you say Ellie McKay is? Ellie McKay is is is, is a really good player. Like one of mm-hmm. she doesn't get talked talked about a lot, but the kid gets it done. Good ball handler, really efficient shooter. You know, um, please don't let her get to the line because she she doesn't miss free throws at all. I mean, the kid can just fly. She fly out and knows how to some way, somehow put the ball in the basket. Definitely. Yeah. And so that's something Canton has to deal with tomorrow. You know, Canton is a really good team. They play depths are close. The, you know, they, they've played just about everybody close. Um, um, what do they do against nobody? What do they, what do they do against Novi? You know, I don't want to say teams have seemed to figure them out as the season has went on, but those fifteen and twenty point wins have now turned into seven and five point wins. The postseason is a different animal. There's literally coaches who prepare for the postseason in day one. Uh, you know, that's just kind of the reality of it. And I'm interested to see how Canton deals with somebody who's full out prepared for them, who they just don't have another option. It's it's either, you know, it's winning or, or nothing. Because um, the KLAA championship means a lot to these KLAA coaches. It's not just the MHSA. AA tournament that they're worried about. No, it's definitely you know uh, it definitely means a lot. So it it means a lot to them because 
is always a challenge. You know, the KLAA is just consistently good um, every every year. I mean, you know, when the OAA had its run, it's probably the you know, if not the best, you know, one of the best conferences. The KLAA was right there at, at number two or three. You know, as far as as far as a deep conference. Definitely have, and and the reason why I feel like the KLAA is is deeper or excuse me, uh, just as deep is because they just look at just look at how many different counties there are. You know, they're they're in Oakland and Wayne County. Um, you know, teams teams. I don't want to say just about from everywhere, but and what. <laughs> From how, like, if you're from Michigan, if you're listening to this podcast or, or live show, and you're in Michigan, you know exactly how far Heartland is from uh, from Wayne Memorial. Yeah, you know, that's just that's a that's a wide stretch. So they they have teams from everywhere who who are just basically competitive teams. Um, so you know. I feel like, you know, people are going to come at Canton. They're going to come at your Waynes and Dorfbills with everything that they can handle, um, especially with, you know, um, especially with Wayne Memorial being uh, a defending co-champion. Um, it, it's going to be something to look out for. So in the lakes tomorrow, we have Waterford Kedwin. Who's played a tough schedule all year? I feel like I feel like Waterford Kettering is. I feel like they're, you know, I, you hear me saying about what teams are battle tested. Waterford Kettering has no cupcake schedule. We've seen them play uh, multiple times this year. Multiple times. Oh, they have big, I, you know, good, decent wings. You know, yeah. decent and they're, guards. They're, they're they, at the bottom, they have everything. Their bigs play like guards. Their bigs shoot the ball. Their bigs rebound like big men, you know. And that and that's important. I know that sounds like a another expert analysis <laughs> uh, thing, but that that's really big in the day because when you have, you know, you have bigs who are a little versatile, they they kind of get away um, from a few uh, fundamental things that you expect your your big men to do. Um, but you know, not them. Um, they they uh they're tough all around, but they go against Howell. Like I said, I haven't seen Howell play this year. Um, I've been reading about them just about every week. It seems like they're on some type of tier. That should be a good matchup. Then you have Brighton and Heartland. Um, Heartland is it just it seems about like every year we're talking about Heartland. Um, and, and them possibly making the run, and you know they haven't wavered since we started doing the whole writing and podcasting. So when we started writing a few years ago, Heartland was right there in the midst of things. We started the podcast, Heartland. A lot of people thought they fell off. Around this time, they picked it up and they got back going. I'm interested to see what they do against Brighton tomorrow. Oh yeah, and it, you know, and this would be—I want to say that if I'm not mistaken, I think the third time they've played them this year. I could be wrong, but it is. they're kind of—they're 
Okay. Both contests were, you know, played pretty tight. I mean, with Harlan coming out the victor in each one. Um, mm-hmm. But they were played pretty tight. And this time I, I feel it shouldn't be any different, you know, because, you know, this is a game that both teams really get up for, especially Brighton being the underdog. You know, Harlan, I think by everybody, would be the favorite in that game. You know, but it's tough to be the team three times. That's the old saying. That's what everybody tells me. So, you know, uh, we'll, we'll see how we'll see how it go tomorrow. You know, I really have a gripe with that statement. I I know I know it is hard, but I think it's hard to be you know do anything three times. But my gripe with that statement is that. It's just so cliche to me. In, you know how like something can be true, but it's mm-hmm. still cliche and it bothers you. Like for instance, you're right with the word grind. Just hearing it is like somebody <laughs> scratching their nails across a chalkboard, man. Like I hate I, that word. I just I hate hearing it. I. I remember in 2008, and this is a different sport, but it's still the same concept. In 2008, Southeastern beat Cass Tech in football once in the regular season, another time in the PSL playoffs. They see each other for uh, the MHSAA regionals. And everybody's like, well, it's hard to beat somebody three times. It's hard to beat somebody three times. You know what happened? They beat Cass for a third time. It's like, yeah, it's hard, but, you know, it can happen. And it's, you know, every team is good, which, you know, I, I feel like um, Heartland is this year because, I mean, we know the talent that they got on the team. I, you know, I'm not going to make a prediction, but I, I think, you know, it's not, you know, I think they can be a third time. Yeah, I do too. I mean, I'm not, you know, I'm not, I don't disagree with you at all, you know, but, you know, I, it uh, it almost has to be said, like, that's what people tell me. Like, I, you know, <laughs> they tell me, they tell me it's hard to be the team three times. I've seen too many times where, you know, they always say that and then the team ends up getting beat again for the third time. So that's what they tell me. You know, and that's what they tell me. So, you know, we'll see tomorrow, you know. Now, the crazy thing about this is this KLAA tournament doesn't end until February 23rd. So, next time we talk to you all after the show, you we still won't have a KLAA champion. <laughs> um, <laughs> so, you know, um, definitely it should be a good tournament. So, um, you know, all the teams in this um, are considered basically Class A contenders. I mean, I won't say all of the teams, but you have three teams that are, are legitimately considered Class A contenders in Wayne Memorial, in Northville, and Howell. And even Waterford Kettering, some people who murmured about being able to, you know, make a run. Should be interesting. It really should. I mean, you know, if we want to talk about it, you know, Eric Eric kind of alluded to this earlier 
uh, while we were talking about the KLAA tournament. The KLAA top to bottom might be the deepest um, in the in the state. Yeah, no, it, it really is. I mean, that conference in the, and now, you know, the Saginaw Valley Conference is in that conversation as well, but I think top to bottom, the KLA is probably the best right now. You know, the OAA has, you know, for now it's hit a dip, you know, I won't say rant's course, but it's hit a dip um, this year. Uh, I mean, that's, that, that's ran by, you know, Whoever team Coach Marshall was coaching, that's what I mean. Like over the last four years, especially uh, that the OAA is just has red all over it. Um, so yeah, I think the you know the PSL is 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 improving. The Catholic League has taken a little dip, but the KLA is probably yeah the deepest top to bottom conference I, in the I state think- right now. I think it's the KLAA and then the Saginaw Valley League. Yeah. And I only say the Saginaw Valley League is second um, because, you know, if you're talking about just deep with teams, it's the KLAA just off of a numbers game and the teams that they have that are legitimately going to be competing for um, titles in their class. So – you know, with Bay City John Glenn being added to the SBL, I think that's next season. There's going to be some improvement, but, you know, the KLAA right now, I think they got it. Yeah. Yeah, I think, yeah, I would, I would concur. I would concur. But the second off Valley is a close second, though. Definitely. Because, I mean, they're doing their thing, man. And they've been doing it for quite some time. Um, and, and so, if you're tuned in right now, you already know this is the Last Second Shot Podcast. My brother, Eric Thomas, you can find him on Twitter at quiet underscore storm 30. Um, I'm on Twitter, Darren Clore. Uh, my Twitter name is Sport Spoken Real. Okay. Um, and then make sure y'all follow us on Twitter on the podcast page. Um, if you want that, uh, if you, if you want, you know, just straight sports talk. That's what the that's what the podcast page is for. You feel me? <laughs> uh, <just laughs> second shot underscore. Cause uh, you know, we kind of have lives a little bit, so things get a little hectic on our personal pages sometimes. <laughs> no, I mean we just really, we just have a we have a life. That's all it is. We just yeah, have a life. You know, I like to have fun. But um, so you know, I'm pretty sure this is what everybody's tuning in for. Do, do I drop a bomb for this one? Yeah, we got to. Will Fle- Will Fletch drop a bomb? Will Clue drop a bomb for this? Yeah, Drew. Drew. One bomb isn't enough. Might not be enough.
dropped three bombs. I dropped three bombs, okay? Because Miss Basketball finalists have been named. It's woof. We talked about it last year. We were the first people to bring up that this was going to be it was going to be some tough decisions made. We I we talked about it in and we talked about it in depth last year about how hard this was gonna be. Now it's here. Oh, it's definitely here and um let's just read off the names before we get into the discussion. Let's just read let's just read them off, man. Let's just read off the names, man. Let's just read them off. Okay. So first off we have Deja Church, uh, Southfield A and T. Then we have um, Kier Fletcher, um, Warren Cousineau. Um After that, we have Kamaria McDaniel um, from Dearborn Heights Robichaud, where we had a great interview with her this year. Um, and then um, we have Destiny Pitts from Detroit Country Day. Um, and then uh, finally rounding it off, we have Jordan Walker uh, from Muskegon on the Shores. Let's talk about it, man. It's a very, very good list. I think um, the obvious three word shows. I mean, like even though we we say we always say it'd be tough to choose and you know, come up with a, a, a final five or whatever would be tough, but there were always, like, you know, it's, especially with what Fletch did the last couple of years, it's always been an obvious three. Like, around their sophomore years, it, it became an obvious three in Destiny, in Destiny Pitt, here Fletcher, and uh, Deja Church. So they were, you know, those three, I think everybody had in their mind that, you know, those three would be in the ring. Um, now, the debate comes in with the last two. Um, uh, the ch- the chosen two were Jordan Walker uh, from On the Shores and Kamara McDaniel from Robichaud. Um, I mean, it's not wrong. It's not wrong at all. I, I don't have a, a problem with this list at all. Um, I would disagree slightly. And I would disagree. I won't say slightly, but I would disagree with it a little bit in the sense that I, w- I would have liked to see Kelly Martinez on this ballot. I would have liked to see her. Now, that begs the question, well, who do you take off, blah, blah, blah. I'm not going to get into that, but I I would have liked to see Kelly Martinez on this list. I mean, this is a kid. We always – Talk about it. People ask us why y'all talk about her so much. I mean, like, is she really that good? Yes. Yes, she is. The kid is averaging 30, and, a, and she's all of 5'4", averaging 30 points, about seven rebounds and, like, six assists. I mean, for a yeah, point, man. you don't get point guards averaging eight, seven rebounds. And for her to do it as small as she is, forget the 30 points. Seven rebounds at five. Four on a good day, and she's continuously she's continues to be dominant. 
I mean, for three weeks straight, she's broke records and re-breaking them again, breaking her own records. I mean, resume speaks for itself. Yeah, and I think the biggest thing where uh, that speaks for her is um, basically John Glenn isn't far off from where they were last year as far as production. Um, and they lost Janae Laporte. They lost uh, Cassie. Um, and, and the, you know, they don't have that same type of team that they had last year. But when you look at the play and you see the actual results, now, you know, it is not far off from where they were last year. I mean, what, they have three losses now? Four. Four. They have four losses. This time last year, I believe they had one to Arbor Prep, the eventual Class C champion. Uh, you know, she. I, I think she definitely deserved a seat at the table or a part of the discussion. Um, and, you know, maybe that's a thing where they shouldn't, they shouldn't cut down the finalists so early, you know. But, you know, uh, I guess, you know, you have to, to give people time to campaign, I guess. But is this a, an award you even, you're re- even really supposed to campaign for? Because it's supposed to all speak between career production and your season, right? So, you know, each year we, we talk about how to perfect um, the voting process or how to um, – or how to weed out some things. This year, you're not going to hear any strong statements from me, um, like you know, in 2014. I feel like the last two years, the voting has been spot on. Um, but obviously, this is a hard choice. There's going to be some people that's that's not you know happy with it. But you know, now getting into the people who are actually candidates. Let's start with right. the church. I mean, yeah. let's get into it. You know, look, Deja Church, she's she's committed to the University of Michigan. Um, I believe she reached the 2,000 point mark, correct? Yes. She reached the 2,000 point mark, um, which people don't understand how hard that is to do in high school. Especially you know, for Deja Church who, you know, played on the team with very talented players um, who got their stats off too. So, you know, she played with the Antoinette Millers and Kaye Bellows and Kende Bellows and, you know, obviously um, she still was able to reach that plateau, which kind of makes you wonder where she would be on the scoring list if she hadn't played with them. Um, so, you know, she's committed to the University of Michigan. She's, she's reached that 2,000 mark. Um, you know, has went far in the playoffs, hasn't reached the president yet. You know, that obviously that's going to be um, – that's going to be something voters are going to point to. Um, obviously, you know, it's hard making the president, especially when you run into, you know, one of the better teams that – that I've seen um, 
ever in in the Marion uh, team when they were on their way to becoming a dynasty um, before the exodus of, you know, most of their starters. Um, And then you run into a King team as well who, again, put on one of the best performances I've ever seen as far as shooting. Uh, (laughs) Yeah, so, you know, it's going to be tough, but we'll see what she does this year. Um, Then you look at Kiara Fletcher, somebody who's really, you know, would you say she was under the radar until last year around this time? I would definitely say she was under the radar. Uh, Yeah, yeah, she was definitely under the radar. I mean, it's kind of crazy. You know, a lot of people who saw her on the circuit before this year um, just kind of thought she was a defensive presence Um, and, and, you know, didn't think much about her outside of that, even though she had one MVP of her league, um, even though she had been averaging 20 and 5 all those years. But last year, around this time, something magical happens. She has a historic run, and then she leads Cousineau to their first ever state championship. You know that that's huge. That's huge. And then she signs with Georgia Tech over the summer. Um, that's listen, and, and you know everybody always asks, what's the criteria for Miss Basketball? We still don't know. There's not a clear-cut criteria. I've searched the whole BCAM website. So, if you go off a career, Kiera has a legitimate argument just off of her resume for her career. If you go off of accomplishments, she definitely has a good resume just based off of what she was able to do um, last year as far as her historic run. Um, in the MHSAA tournament. If you go off of this season, she's still in good hands. So, you know, that's definitely something to to keep your eye on as well. Oh, yeah. Um, I mean, I really think Kiera's the the, the last, you know, excluding – this season so far, which she's having a very great season again this year. The the two years before her sophomore and junior, I think that two year run was kind of one of the most dominating two years I've ever seen out of a high school kid. I mean, you know, yeah. and rightfully so, people you know talk about last year, and that's when she really made all the noise. It was really and it really wasn't even a whole year, just March. She had a, you know, people just started noticing in March, where at her sophomore year, you know, when uh, me and Darren first uh, started talking about her, she was, the kid was averaging, you know, 25, 12, and 5. I mean, that year she led every t- at 17 in points, rebounds, and assists. And I want to say field goal percentage as well. Like, yeah. That's yeah, now crazy. her shot selection is is crazy efficient. Yeah, I mean that's for a kid to be underrated after doing that. Like a part of me was really like, what took everybody else so long? Like not to be arrogant and not just you know to say that we're just 
you know, just special, really special talent evaluators. It's just that, you know. I'm not a talent evaluator, but I do want to be here. I mean, <laughs> but I mean, I mean, we're not talent evaluators, but still, though, you know, it's not to say we just, we're the, you know, just know everything there is to know, and we just spot stuff extra early and, you know, whatever. No. But in this sense, it really made me wonder, you know, what took everybody else so long? I mean, any other time a kid has that type of dominating season, you know, especially as a sophomore, you know, it is blown up by everyone. I, I just, I, I really just wonder what, what, how did everybody just pass over Kiara? You know, and she now she's getting her just due. So definitely. Um, and then we have the dark horse. We we have the dark horse, um, which is crazy that somebody this talented could be considered the dark horse. But I feel like that's exactly what she is in, in this race. Um, because, you know, a few people hit me and they were surprised, even though I said it all year that she was a candidate, Kamaria McDaniels, right? So she she's in this final five, and a lot of people, you know, because of her injury, kind of forgot about her. Um, but she's one of those talented 2017 kids who, listen, man, she lights it up. She lights it up every time she gets on the court. She's a bright spot. She's going to Penn State. She's a big ten, another Big Ten player, another Big Ten player um, who has that flair. Now, my concern with, with her candidacy for Miss Basketball is, are the voters, voters going to hold the year where, you know, she didn't get in, she didn't get there until January because of coming back? From the injury, are they going to hold that against her? You know, it, the and this is this is what I mean when I, I I say I always wanted to see does B Kim set out a criteria for what Miss Basketball is or should be? Because if we're just talking about what she's been able to do this season, she's in the mix. She's definitely in the mix. If we're talking about talent. She's in the mix. But then when we talk about career-wise, that half of a season, that half of a high school season, sitting out really, I don't want to say hurt, but, you know, as far as, you know, being behind the eight ball with everybody else, it did put her behind the eight ball. But getting back getting back in January, going into March, going to the quarterfinals, she, I mean, she picked up right, right where she should. So you know, it, it's tough. It's it's tough. This, these are decisions that that the coaches of Michigan are going to have to make. It, oh yeah, it's going to be glad tough. Glad I don't but, have a vote. <laughs> I mean, you said it's going to be tough, but you know, it is going to be tough. But we've been saying that for you know the last four years, so. There's no surprise that yeah, it's going to be tough, so I think everybody knows that it, one. It's just crazy that this is is a reality because I, I can – and I hate feeling this old, but I, I can legitimately remember when most of these kids were freshmen or eighth graders. Yeah. You know, so 
it, it's wild that we're here. I mean, and then you go to Destiny Pitts, who it seems like, you know, people have been saying she can be Miss Basketball since she was in the eighth grade. She's committed to Minnesota. She has a state championship, just like here at Fletcher. Um, you know, she's been to the She's been to the Breslin once and won once, correct? Yep. Right. She one for one in, at the Breslin. Um, you know, she plays for the country day, perennial powerhouse in Michigan, um, which, you know, I don't know if it's supposed to, but, you know, you can ask anybody. Playing for country day is going to automatically get you some votes, you know, on top of that, you know, on top of her being talented, people know if you're flourishing um, under Coach Frank Orlando, you're a good player. But she's reached a 2,000 point mark, I believe, as well. Um, she's got a state, she's got a ring, she's got, she's had a, a solid career. Um, so it's going to be interesting to see her candidacy. And then we have somebody who I felt like was forgotten about for a while, um, mm-hmm. but you know. As Big Sean said, I always bounce back. He didn't say that, but, you know. (laughs) But, you know, um, we have Jordan Walker. Jordan Walker. Muskegon on the shores. Going to Western Michigan. All of these kids are Division I players. You know, and, you know, she's bounced back from the ACL tear as well. Um, And bounced back in a big way last year. Very big way. Um, it seems like every time she came down here, she just had she had personal buckets for everybody. And um, you know, I'm not gonna lie, that was the surprise for me um, when when the list um, was put out of the final five. Not because I not because I I thought she didn't belong, just because I didn't know how that momentum was for her. You know, it's always hard to gauge the other side of the state. And it's really interesting because she's the only person on the Final Five list from the western side of the state this year. So, you know, you, you got to look at it. You know, she, she she's put on a lot of shows. Um, obviously, they've had some success. They've, they've went far in the playoffs, haven't reached the Breslin. Um, been short a few times, but she's a player that's talented, and anybody who's coached against her or seen her in person um, can definitely vouch for her talent being worthy of the Miss Basketball uh, Award. Oh, yeah, for sure. I mean, like, it's a, she's a big-time performer. I mean, every time, you know, it's a she has a big matchup or, you know, it's a big game, more times than not, she's going to play better in those type of situations. You know, having, you know, games of, against Madrika Cook, who's at Michigan State now, of 31-14 and 39-14, and, and, and she's all of 5-7 and has to guard as well while she's doing this. You know, having, you know, going to get – you know, a side of Frazier and putting on a back and forth show with her. And the kid is the kids is the one the bigger the stage, the bigger she plays. 
Like, and I, I, think I call the biggest, it. A, I think. A, um, no, go ahead. Nah, I think the biggest thing about what's going to gain her a lot of votes and momentum is the intangible. It's something that you can't measure. And it's one, her humility, how humble she is. Um, that's obviously going to gain a, a lot of voters' hearts. But two, it's, it's going to be her demeanor and leadership, which I think, um, you know, she kind of leads the pack in. A lot of a lot of great traits that you want to see as far as um, sportsmanship, and I, I know that's what BCAM uh, preaches, and she definitely has that leadership, uh, that perfect mix of leadership and flair when she plays. On top of being a humble kid, and I, I think that's gonna take her. You know, I think that's gonna make it interesting because um, obviously. And I was just talking to Eric about this earlier today, um, about about how those votes are going to get split up. It's going to make it interesting. I was definitely going to make it interesting with her being, like you said, the only one from the western part of the state. Like, usually it's about two or three. Uh, yeah. And we yeah we usually only have one down here, so you know so you know it's really interesting because um, I was talking to Eric about it earlier. We all know that it's impossible to see every prospect, especially if you're um, if you're a head coach, right? So a lot of this you have to go. From media perspective, and you have to let the media talk about or, you know, convince you who's better than who, or it's who you've coached against and seen in person. So it's always interesting because I feel like Pitt, Fletcher, Church, McDaniels are going to fight for so much of the Metro Detroit vote. Who can go and get that upper Michigan vote or the some area vote? Because I, you know, I was telling Eric, I pretty much think Jordan Walker has the Western Michigan vote locked up. You know, she's she's done ran through most of those schools. They've seen her up close and personal. They know that she's a beast. Okay, the legend of Jordan Walker is strong in Western Michigan, but who down here? Or or can Jordan go up north and get those votes? Can they reach into that Saginaw area and and pull down a few votes? Or you know what, what's going to happen? I think that's going to be the deciding factor. And it's funny because when I was preparing for the show, um, I just looked at a I looked at a map of Michigan. Um, and I start making a little color coded. Type PDF file. Yeah, I, I prepare for the short show hardcore guys. Go ahead and you know, <laughs> but I I almost felt like I was making the, you you know the maps that they make for the presidential race where they make this state a, a blue state and that state a, a red state. That's how I felt making, you know, the Miss Basketball candidacy, um, and. and 
seeing which way or which way I was going to predict. And I'll tell you what, I think this is going to be one of the closer calls. I don't, I don't have a prediction of who's going to win. Um, yeah, I, I'm glad I'm not going to be a voter. I have an idea of who I would vote for, but I do think it's a harder choice than a lot of coaches um, would like to admit. Oh, it's definitely hard. It's definitely really hard. Um, uh, you don't have a vote, but, you know, I might as well admit it to the people. I do. Um, you know, being a coach, I am a part of BCAM. Uh, not gonna I can buy a membership. No... Right. No, don't try to, don't try to stunt. Don't try to stunt. No, I ain't trying to stunt. Okay. All right. It sounded like you were. Okay. No. I ain't trying to stunt. Okay. Uh, All right. Hey, cool. hey. Cool. Cool. You you got it, Darren. You got it. All right. For sure. Yeah. I know I got it. For sure. For sure. Bet, bet, bet. <laughs> bet. <laughs> <laughs> no, but seriously, yo, I mean, no, y'all not going to know my vote right now because I'm not saying it. No. But. You're not, you're not going to let me know? It is going to. No, I'm not going to. I'm not saying my vote. Nah. Mm-hmm. Wow. Thought we was bros. Y'all just, I'll tell you off the air. <laughs> yeah. I ain't telling them, though. I ain't telling the rest of people. If I can get 500 followers, I'll leak Eric's vote. <laughs> <laughs> but, no, nah, it's going to be hard. You know, it's really going to be tough. Um and it's going to be a process of, you know, just looking at everything thoroughly. Like, no, they don't. we don't sit in meetings. There's no meeting. There's no online meeting on how to vote, none of that. Now, it's just off of, you know, your opinion as a, as a, as a coach or as a person, you know, as a basketball person. So, you know, but, that's, how, that's, but I that's still, how I operate. I still think, me personally, and this is me looking from the outside, and I've never had a B-Camp vote. Um, I, I actually don't have um, – I actually don't have a desire to have one either. Um, but that's neither near here or there. I think there should be some type of criteria, though, that the voters should have to follow. Um, because you look at – you know what I'm saying? You look at things like, like this where you get into adding up the first place and the second place votes. It's – it's really serious, okay? You know what I'm saying? It's really serious. And I know a lot of girls um, have said they don't care whether they win or not. They're going to the next level to play. And that's fine. I still think where to keep this award, um, to keep this award as prestigious as it has been um, with, with some of the best names ever, and even – even some of the names that were snubbed, uh, which there have been a few of those, to keep this award prestigious, I feel like they should come out with a criteria and tell people, hey, this is how we're advising the coaches to vote. One, I feel like that would stop a lot of public backlash um, because, you know, there has been some theories thrown out about about BCAM, which I, I won't. You know, I, I won't just, uh, you know, I, I won't give that those theories any attention because I, I genuinely believe that coaches are just voting how they want to vote. 
not you know not any other backhanded things. But to me, I feel like it would be easier for us to know, you know, as the outsiders, whether the award is being awarded to somebody who I don't want to say doesn't deserve it, but who isn't as deserving as somebody else. Right. I mean, it should come out with a with a criteria for. I mean, I, you know, what I'm saying. I, I just feel like Being I just a, feel like that would make life easier on everybody. I mean, because you know, obviously, there's been some years where where people have got picked. You like, come on, so and so would play circles around them, or so. But you know, I mean, like. That's it, that, and oh, um, you know, and I've been on this show, you know, last year on the show when we had the, when we had this discussion, we were begging for a crisis. I still feel the same way, you know, even though I have well, a vote now, like it, it's not, you know, I'm like, oh, I got a vote, I'm cool. No, like I, like it would make life a lot easier if there was a criteria to fit, because I'm still questioning, do we go by career, or do we go by who's having the best senior year? That's still a or do we mix it, or do we mix it all together? Right. I me personally, and this is just kind of how I operate when I do things. I would make you know I would just with each candidate I would kind of do a scoring system, and I guess this episode people are realizing that I'm a tad bit OCD, not completely OCD, but you know when I do things like this, I, I would make a scoring system, and it would be like. Um, two points for this, one point for this, one point for this, or you know whatever, and and then whoever gets the highest score, that would be my first place vote. Whoever gets the second highest score, that's my second place vote, and so on. The thing with this is, and I, you know I'm going to jump outside of the the sport of women's basketball again, and we'll talk about you know the thing about these types of things is you never. You know, you never just want to be in the business of adding things to the criteria. Like this year and last year, when Terrell Owens didn't get into the Hall of Fame. Well, if you follow me on Twitter, you know how I feel about that. But, you know, here we are thinking that the Hall of Fame is about, you know, on-field production. <laughs> and, you know, T.O. is the second greatest ever in that. And... We find out it's more than that. We didn't know that all these years, but we find out this time or this year because T.O. was a distraction. He was doing push-ups in his uh, in his driveway. You know, we don't want to be like every year finding out, oh, this is something that BCAM uh, members consider or can consider, and this is something that they'll consider. And so and so made this person mad and got kicked out of this game, so they don't think they're fit for the award. You know, who wants who wants to hear that every year or discover that that's a criteria? No, it, it, it's it's terrible. Like because really, you don't you know the people you know people don't know. Okay, how do like not even 
Let me slow down. Not even just the people wondering who don't have a vote, which is, you know, really just on the outside looking in, questioning the stuff, but people who have one are questioning, like, okay, like, how do we do this? Really, how do we do this? How do we vote? Because it might be a case of people are voting off career, which is fine. Mm-hmm. Voting That's off fine. the best season, which is fine, too. Or mix them up together, which is all, each method is cool, but let's just pick one. Because let's not split this vote up because, okay, we may feel like, somebody over here may feel like Kamari is having the best season, but they feel like Kier Fletcher has the, had the best career. Or Destiny Pitt has had both. You know, let's not split the vote like that. Or George Walker has had both, and Data Church has had the best year. Like, no, let's not do it like that. Let's just pick a way and do it that way. Yeah. God, God bless you all voters, man. Because um, there's going to be some hate tweets sent out to y'all. Either way, no matter who wins. It's, it's going to be some subliminals and some not so subliminals sent out to y'all. And um, God bless. <laughs> Good thing Man. I don't know what I'm going for right now. Yeah, oh, shut up. Yes, you do. <laughs> no, I don't. <laughs> Tell, hey, I everybody, tweet Eric and tell him to stop fronting. Don't tweet he, me. Hey, he, told, like, no. he, he told me earlier that he's voting for. Y'all didn't hear me? I said. Made up last year. He told me. <laughs> Let me chill. Let me chill. That's a, right. <laughs> <laughs> Let me chill. But, like, yeah, I know who you voted for. Right. <laughs> right. Right. You, like, you, no. you do, fam? <laughs> <laughs> Some people probably already assume right now, as we're talking, probably already assuming who I voted for. Uh, look, I have no idea. I will be all the way honest. I have no idea who I'm voting for. I probably I don't know, know maybe, until that day that I vote. Maybe we should give out a last second shot in this basketball. We should. I think we should. I don't know. Maybe next year. I want it to be like a big thing. Maybe. Yeah. Did, did they just witness what, how we come up with ideas? That's, that's, really literally, <laughs> that's literally how all of our ideas come to fruition. The mistape. Yeah, one I of us like, say something and, you know. The mistape. I was like, hey, Eric, let's do a mistape. Yeah, let's do a mistape. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> like, Darren, let's, do, let's, let's go live from the round ball. Okay, let's go live from the round ball. Like, it is, like you know, you know that end of the season podcast we did. 
Let's just go ahead and do that every week. I'm cool. Let's do it. <laughs> Let's go. Well, I was all like, oh, we're, we all for it. Like, we we're willing to try it. Like, here's a you know, we you know we ain't no you know psychologists or philosophers or whatever whatever the word is. You know, we're not that. But little life lesson. Don't be afraid to try anything because right now, like, really, you, this whole thing is us just trying it. And so far, it's going good. That is People really mess it. with us. They they don't call us the really voice it. of girls basketball. They don't call us the voice of women's basketball for no reason. Shout out to Wasco one time. Shout out to Lisa shout, Wasco. Man, shout out to Lisa. Oh, Oh man, but you know, um, we're gonna go ahead and close it down. Uh, any final thoughts, Eric? Uh, well, let's have one one little final discussion though. Mhm. Mhm. How was your Valentine's Day, dog? You know, I just chilled, bro. Stayed in the crib, watched really? Game Boy Girls. For real. I heard. You know, I heard. Man. I heard. I heard you made a uh, a, 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 a salmon a salmon fillet and asparagus dinner for somebody. That's that's what I heard. Um, I made somebody a chicken piccata and I made a chicken piccata and angel hair pasta dinner for myself, and I had a cup of champagne and looked out the window. So you know, take that how you will. <laughs> it sounds like you had uh. Uh, that uh, party next door uh, Wednesday night joint uh, playing. Only on a Wednesday night. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. <laughs> I was yours, man. I, I know. I know you had a seven three four or two four eight or five one seven somewhere in the world. <laughs> Nah, uh, uh, none of that. You know, just uh, just did something nice with somebody. That's it. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't have no boo, no nothing like that. Just, you know. But you had a Valentine's, is what you're saying. I had no Valentine's either. Like, you, you know, did something nice for somebody. Right. I just did something nice for a friend. That's it. Boy. <laughs> that's Boy, it. Well, like... Well, Eric, all well, I well, did. Eric, and secret, I had to coach. Well, Eric, secret queen, please, please tweet nope. me. I need to Ain't find no. out some things. <laughs> Ain't none of that, man. Just, you know, just did some nice with somebody. That's it. That's like I do yeah, every y'all year. Y'all don't know. Y'all don't know, Eric. I do Eric every probably, year. Eric's Eric's idea of get something nice for somebody is like he wrote like a soliloquy. And then, <laughs> and then have, and then, and then had the the girl's rose in her favorite color. You didn't even know roses grew in that color. Like, <laughs> so my favorite hey. my favorite color is indigo. And then he pulls out an indigo rose. This rose. Real talk. Real talk. <laughs> that was that was that was that was me at fourteen like a bug though. <laughs> That would be at 14 like a bug, dog. I ain't gonna lie. Crazy. That would be at 14. Crazy. <laughs> hey, my pink game, my pink game, nice, son. Uh, wait, wow. My pink game, nice. 
My pig game yeah, dice I, uh, at fourteen. Hey, if y'all ever meet Eric's sister or brother, y'all gotta ask. Y'all gotta ask about me mocking mocking his poetry uh, when we yeah. had our little team dinner over the summer. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, I got bars. Uh, I got the. I got the look like who? Hey. Who you think Fab come to? No, I'm just playing. That's going too far. That's going too far. Yeah, chill. That's going too far. <laughs> but no, but still, no. Poetry is a hobby of mine, but I don't do that now. I just talk to a female now. But at 14, oh, I was little letters all day, yo. At 14, <laughs> I was little letters all day. Yo, I remember I found the um, I found the uh, a little uh, uh, a a a Laker gold. Flower like the little Laker purple and gold joint for somebody. Damn right, I will find any color. I will find it. Don't get it twisted. I will find it, but I am in tears. <laughs> but not not now. Like no, like last few years has been, you know, what I'm saying do something nice. You know, what I'm saying pick somebody and do something nice for them. You know what I'm saying? That's it. That I I don't have no boo, no man. Nah. Everybody just salute Eric when you see him on Saturday. If you gonna see him before you, say, you just salute him. <laughs> oh, oh, at least look, people just salute you. Look, man. Ain't none of that, man. Ain't none of that. I mean Darren Darren got them all, yo. That's all I gotta say. He just don't buy them no Valentine's Day. Boy, don't, boy. I don't chill. I'll be getting nowhere. Hey. <laughs> look, I'll Guys. be getting nowhere. I, look, I never make it past the crush stage. I just crush a lot. Guys. No, no pun intended. One day, when <laughs> one day when I um when I have a podcast that isn't about you know high school sports, I'm just gonna. You all are gonna hear some stories about Eric, and it's it's gonna be some exposing going on. <laughs> but I don't I don't have no stories, but look, I never okay. look I never make it past the crush. I just I just have a bunch of crushes. That's it. Like I don't, you know, I don't do right. nothing. Yeah, no. Yeah, no, nah, if y'all see me in public, ask me to tell y'all a story about Eric. I got a few. I mean, from when, though, like... From when? It ain't, it ain't much to tell. Okay. All right, we're going to play these ranger games. It ain't much to tell. You got way more stories than I do. I don't. Dog, I could write a... I can write a, I can write a two part novel. <laughs> you you gonna tell them about like, me being banned from Ann Arbor? That that look that's gonna be the special edition. That's gonna be like the standalone story. <laughs> that's gonna be the standalone wow. story. That's wow. gonna be the road that's gonna be that's gonna be my rogue one. Wow, I guess this is a OJ uh this is the OJ documentary, like off of FX. Nah, <laughs> wow. I'm telling you, like I could really write, 
I would be the J.K. Rowling of like love love novels or whatever. Talking about then like just experiences and all that. <laughs> I would be I would make J.K. Rowling money. Wow. <laughs> wow, guys, don't listen to him. <laughs> but um, man. Salute to everybody listening, man. Thank you for putting up with our shenanigans week in and week out. Man, um, salute to the PSL. Salute to the KLAA. We're going to be in uh, attendance to see all of y'all. We didn't get to talk about it, um, but, you know, salute to East English Village. They're the definition of a team coming up. You know, even though they didn't make it this year, really proud of them. They're bringing the PSL back. They they have a hand in bringing them back. So we getting out of here. Eric, you got something you want to say? Hey, just shout out to everybody that supported us, down with us. You know what I'm saying? Like, we love y'all. Thank you. Hope everybody had a nice Valentine's Day or you know Valentine's weekend. If y'all waiting for them half off prices, you know. <laughs> Y'all, it's the last second shot podcast.